run. Hello and welcome to Here's What You Could Have Run podcast. Today I'm going to be talking to Paul, the RD at Big Bear Events, about the Snowdonian Marathon he ran last year. And I was quite surprised to find there was a big mountain in the middle of it. It's been an interesting week for races. We've seen the Paris Marathon postponed again. Was April, then October, now pushed back to November. Not quite sure what they expect to happen in that intervening months that suddenly make it safe to have 40,000 people running around the streets of Paris. We'll see how that goes. We've also seen Centurion running announced that they will be going ahead with the North Downs Way 100 in August. That's a 100 mile race with around 250 people, all trail based and they've got some countermeasures in place to ensure they're COVID compliant and ensure the safety of all the runners and volunteers. They certainly seem to have hit on a good method to try and keep everyone safe and allow those small events to go ahead. I see we're still waiting on the big events like London to actually make a decision. And more recently, we've seen some of the very small marathon event organizers sort of in the 50, 60 competitor range have had their first few marathons since COVID. And they seem to have gone ahead safely. Again, they've done social distancing, staggered starts, split A stations and the usual measures that you take place as well as sort of basic hygiene. And the minute those events won't count for the 100 Marathon Club, they're taking quite a strict approach on what does and doesn't apply at the minute, which they are reviewing regularly. So hopefully at some point we'll get back to the point that those on the quest to 100 can start knocking them off again. Without further ado, here's Paul. Right, joining me now is Paul. Uh, you might remember him from the RD of Big Bear Running and interviewed him all about five episodes ago talking about Big Bear Running. So, Paul, how you doing? Yeah, not so bad. Um, uh, as we just said, we're recording on a day where I should be having an event, um, but the weather's awful, so I guess it's the, the slightest <laughs> of silver linings. COVID-19 is good after all, though. You yeah. Down the wall. Yeah crazy because you think putting an event on in the middle of July I thought well, it might be a bit hot it might be yeah. a bit hot to be good to have the cover and uh it's really cold and really wet so I'm pretty miserable how 2020 has changed from what I thought it would be exactly so how, how are is Big Bear doing and what's your current race plans well I mean I think I've now cancelled nine events um which is sort of like half my year gone um I've had a virtual event which has been really popular um which was really good. We managed to raise um, quite a lot of money for the food bank as well. I went and took the delivery there today of the um, nice stuff for the food bank, which was really good. Um, and got lots of results coming in. It's nice to see people engaging and, and so on. Um, but really, I mean, I'd normally be on my summer break now um, in the rain. Um, but so we, we, we don't have any events in August anyway. So I'm hoping that by September, there'll be events that will be um, UKA licensed and starting again. Um, but I, I don't know, but I, I can't see how I can sit in a restaurant, get hammered and do all this, but I can't run out of forest. So I'm hoping, hoping that by September we'll be starting again. Cause I've got two events in September. I've got my, um, the ultra marathon 
that we're going to be the first time we're going to do a proper point-to-point -point type race, 40 miler. Um, that's the beginning of October. So I need to know these events are going to happen. So that's going to be quite a lot of planning for that one as well. Um, yeah, no, so, yeah, so hopefully the tide's beginning to turn, but um, whether we'll, whether by that point cases will go back up, I, who knows, but it, it seems, it seems that UK Athletics and the Trail Running Association seem to be a couple of paces behind what the government are doing. I, I would have, you know, there's other organisers that no doubt you've seen um, who are starting to put events on. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure. Already, they? Um, is it ARC? Yeah, yeah. So the Association of Running Clubs is sort of like oh, a, a sort of like a competitor, but not a competitor to UK Athletics. And at no point have they cancelled any permits. So in, theoretically, mm. they could have been running events the whole time um, uh, through all of this. But it's the venues that have been blocking it. Whereas UK Athletics have actually withdrawn all of their permits. Um, so it's, it's difficult. I mean, I feel that I could put events on today that would be just as safe as going to Sainsbury's or Costa Coffee or whatever. Um, yeah, but I, I can't. I'm not sort of, I'm not going to be a maverick with these things. I just don't think it's really worth it. Um, you know, for the sake of waiting six weeks or, or whatever it is, it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me to be that foolhardy with it. I'd rather just stick with what the what the um, UKA and the governing bodies are that same. I mean, certainly for big stuff, uh, Paris Marathon have been put back another month this week, and they've gone from October to November. Originally, they've been March or April. Yeah, I was meant to be doing that in April, so <laughs> I had everything booked up for that. I had Eurostar booked up, my first foreign, my first oh, foreign um, uh, race to do, and then. They rearranged to October and I thought I just can't be bothered to sort it all out, which is lucky because then it'd be more cancellations of, you know, uh, train and hotel and, and so on. And I mean, I'm not sure that extra month is really going to gain them much, but... No, no, I don't know how... I, it, it seems crazy. I think there's something to do in France as to if they postpone it, they don't have to refund, but if they cancel it, they do or something. We'll just keep postponing um, every month. <laughs> well, this is it. But it's, it just seems... It seems ridiculous and they've they've said something along the line because aso are the company that organize it but they're also oh, yeah. the company that organize tour de france and um, so they've said that you can use your money as like a voucher towards any aso event so i think i might yeah, just do tour de france. france yeah <laughs> i mean i've got a bike you yeah. know i like to, i like a cycle I so you keep up the lead peloton i'm sure you'll be all right yeah i'll be all right for the first 100 meters probably <laughs> maybe maybe just about so yeah so if i don't do paris marathon i'll be doing the tour de france but i, I don't know what's going to happen with that and but yeah you know, i mean i've had they've cancelled this week as well so yeah yeah London i think still haven't done anything so i don't know why i don't know what they i don't know what they're waiting for because i mean especially london more than any other event in the country isn't just a UK event as it's such an international event people will be traveling from all over um, I don't see you know and people come out and watch it you know you get a million on the streets or whatever they reckon um, how you do that you know if everyone was two meters away from each other probably cover the whole of Greater London wouldn't it like you just can't, can't do it 
No, it's an old mix. And then on the other side of the scale, Centurion Run, they've announced their North Sound 100. Uh, I think you call it containment yeah. plans, or however they're going to try and make it safe, which obviously they've got a lot less people, sort of 250, I think they're looking at. Yeah, I haven't looked at I haven't looked in detail at their plans, but I heard um, uh, on their on the British Ultra Running podcast I was listening to the other day, oh, yeah. and everything that that they've said they're going to do makes complete sense, and that's how I want to run my events is by you know stay like um, essentially wave starts, reducing contact points, doing online registration, so on and so on. So you can do it, but I don't know. I mean, they're normally Trail Running Association linked, so I don't know what they're doing for their insurance. I mean, as as you and I both think, they are a proper professional outfit, so I know that they'll do it properly. Yeah, no, they're not. I, I don't know what their, I don't know what their actual plan is, but I think the the plan for for their events is how events are probably going to look for quite a long time. I can't see mm. you know hundreds of people being on a start line anytime soon. And for trail running, like you just don't need it. No, I mean, like, when I've done fifty milers, and when I've done those sorts of events, you start with everybody. The fast lot piss off, and you never see them again. <laughs> and then I, every now and then, someone passes me, and once I might pass somebody else, and like that's yeah. that's sort of how it goes. And you spread out so quickly that me starting ten minutes behind somebody is going to make no yeah, difference. Yeah, as long as you're not licking your hands and high fiving each other as you overtake, because it's Oh well. I lick every lamppost I go past, so I guess yeah. I have to change that. But <laughs> and apart from that, my event will be exactly the same. I mean, the aid stations will be different because what's really what's really annoying for, I think for all of us that have been consciously trying to reduce plastic use. I mean, I I had to go and get my hair cut as first first thing on Saturday. <laughs> um, coincidentally, I was looking for an appointment and it just happened to be literally the first appointment. Anyway, so I got my hair cut and just the amount of plastic that was being used there and then the aid stations, you know, we tried to reduce the amount of single use and plastic and so on and um, that's going to be what we'll have to do. Yeah, we'll have to give like, you know, like a roll. Food. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's really annoying but I think the, the world of buffets is gone. I think buffets will... I love no breakfast buffet. I'm quite upset about that. <laughs> yeah, well, this is it. You know, your your breakfast, your continental breakfast in the hotel. That's, you yeah, know, that's the gone, key, yeah. London Marathon Council, but just bring back the breakfast buffet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. So um, you're here to talk about the Snowdonia Trail Marathon. What is it, and where is it, and why would you pick a trail marathon up and down a massive mountain? Well, um. It's it's very good. It's very good. Just to, to start, to, we'll start with that bit. I really did enjoy it. Um, I I thought that I'd entered it the year before. However, I'd entered the Snowden Marathon, which I found out a week before that event is all on road, pretty much. Um, I thought that when I did the Snowden Marathon, that I was going to be climbing snow Snowden, you know, on the trails. Um, but apparently that isn't the case. So then the year after I entered the correct race um, and I've, I've been to Snowden before. I've never been up, I'd never been up Snowden before the event um, and I really like it. And um, I sort of thought, I saw it as sort of essentially an ultra. So, you know, it's, it might be marathon distance, but you're out there for ultra time. And um, I think according to my Strava, I climbed over 5,000 feet 
So that is a lot of miles. That's quite a lot, yeah. (laughs) So that's you know, um, that's a mountain. And mountains, it it appears, are actually quite quite steep. Um, Again, I didn't realise this. They're steep and they're just sort of quite high. Um, And I didn't really quite appreciate quite how steep and quite how high. Um, But I thought it'll be a good event. It's sort of a, I wouldn't really say bucket list type thing, but it's definitely it's definitely something that I think everybody should do once. But I won't be going back to do it again. But everybody should do it once because it it was phenomenal. And I don't think I mean I've not done maybe I haven't done many to compare it to, but I doubt there's many events that are quite like it. I mean it's been going for for a long time as well. Like they they know what they're doing. They put a professional um, professional thing together. Um, so it's got a bit of history to it as well. So yeah, it was really, really good event. Yeah, I was just actually because I was the North Downs Way hundred is ten thousand foot in a hundred miles, and you did half that elevation and a quarter the distance. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, um, quite how challenging that is. I mean, just to sort of to put it into a bit of perspective. So um, when I was when I was running along, I think I think I was about so. It, the way that the route works is you sort of you start off in Clamberis and then you sort of go round the sort of like the bottom of Snowdon and then you come up the back up Penny Pass, um, which I probably said wrong there, but you go up past Penny Pass and I think they call it the the, the Pig Pass is what you go up and then you come down um, the railway, um, like where the railway goes. So I'd yeah, seen the railway. Trains, right? Well, yeah, sort of. <laughs> uh, so I'd seen the railway version and I'd seen like what the terrain was like on the TV because I think they do a 10K, which is like straight up, straight down. And I remember watching that on Channel 4 at 6 in the morning many years ago. So I, I sort of assumed that that's what it was going to be like. So I knew it was going to be, I mean, I'm, not, I'm not an idiot. I knew it was a mountain. But I thought that I'd be able to like walk, run, hike up this sort of gravel path essentially but it appears that i mean i would call it mountain climbing rather than running i mean i've i've owned poles for um maybe seven or eight years but never actually used them so i thought i'll take poles with me because that's what sensible people do and i'm having to like throw my poles up and then clamber up rocks to then get my poles again to then start walking and it was insane it was just ridiculous and so yeah it's a long way of getting to the point that for the first 20 miles it's sort of it's hilly but it's nothing nothing silly like i mean i was being sensible and using my my ultra head and you know walking some of the hills and and slowly whatever so i was going relatively steady but it it wasn't anything particularly crazy nothing that the north downs wouldn't throw you at all and then i was running with someone and she'd done it the year before She's like, oh, I did it in eight and a half hours last year. I'm hoping to beat it. I'm like, we've got six miles to go, and it's like three and a half hours. You're going to smash it. What's wrong with you? And then um, I've just looked back, and the 5K, or just rather three miles, um, essentially up Snowdon, took me two hours. And I, I think I spoke to her just before that point, and I just didn't realise that I was going to get absolutely obliterated. So at the bottom, yeah, looking at my Strava, at the bottom of Snowdon, essentially 18 miles it took me four hours and the whole thing uh took me eight and a half hours so to do the last eight miles took me half the amount of time <laughs> to do it um 
you go and from minute miles to kind of like hours per mile, then yeah. It it was insane. Like it was. It's funny. I think Sweden, especially sort of during this COVID stuff and during the winters, you hear of people not really um, appreciating that it's an actual mountain that can be a mountain. And they go um, and get some shorts, yeah. Yeah. Well, when the people come in, because so this pig pass was quite narrow and on the side of a mountain, and so I was I was getting a bit sort of sketchy as to where I was going and you sort of you end up having to like plan where your feet are going to go continuously because you're treading on all these rocks and whatever and then there's people coming down the other way and they've sort of got like their three and four year olds in trainers just like the little sort of like Nike trainers and well I'm really struggling <laughs> to, to get up here with all my gear on and you're just sending down your toddler and he's just clambering down and he's fine so I don't know if it's just me being completely useless or it being quite difficult but I found it very, very difficult, and I so thought got it was. Higher of gravity than a toddler, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> um, uh, but it was. It, I mean, it was just so, so brutal. The hill at the end. I mean, again, it makes for a great sort of elevation profile on Strava, because um, it's just sort of like little jiggly lines, and then just a great big whacking mountain at the end. Um, oh. But obviously, you've ruined yourself going up. And then you can't get down because it's quite steep on the other side as well. Yeah, going and fast down here was a bit of a skill, wasn't it? It's not one I've yet tested oh, or got anywhere close. So. Moving downhill was quite difficult. I wasn't trying to go fast, I was just trying to move. Um, and I was, yeah, really struggling. I mean, when you get to the bottom, there's some bits that are just like very difficult to walk down, let alone run down. I mean, what makes it all the more depressing is that the, the guys that won doing it in like 2.45 like they did sub 3 and it is the it, well it, it was last year the British um, trail marathon championship race so you get like that the good people quality, it, not just, yeah. yeah they know what they're doing but I don't think I often take two and a half times longer to complete a race than the person that wins um, but then I was I think I was one of the last to finish so um, I'd got all my timings wrong and I ended up getting to the like the HQ to, to register before it opened. So I don't know what I'd done there, but I was literally like the first one there. I thought they were just being really unprofessional, but then I realised that they just weren't going to start work for an hour. Um, so I was like the first one there, and probably one of the last to leave, to the extent that when I crossed the line, um, they were beginning to pack down like the bits in the HQ, oh. and the person in front of me had the last bit of food from like the hot dog vendor, and then nobody else had any food left. So they was like, <laughs> right got no food excellent so i had to like wander to the spa to go and get stuff um which was incredibly irritating at the time um but i guess you know they have to finish at some point but i was literally like, i went to each i think they had like three or four different burger man things and each time i went they're like oh no we just we just sold the last one so like, well, what am i gonna eat i'm i'm I've just spent so, hours running i'm really hungry you'll have to run quick enough, yeah but then i guess the guy that had won was probably at home had a shower and was in bed. So um, I guess they don't want to be there all day. Right. So obviously, how do you train for a hilariously hilly marathon if you don't live in the mountains? Um, or did you not? Well, not like I you? did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that might have been some of the issue. So I'd, um, uh, last year, I, I did quite a few different events last year. Um, one of which was let me get this right one of them was the north downs 50 so i mean obviously that's quite hilly um and that was before this event as well um 
I'd done I'd done Race to the Tower as well the month before. I'd done the Coventry Way, which is uh, ultra but not particularly hilly. So in the, in each month before, I'd done Coventry Way, which was forty miler, North Downs Way, fifty miler the month after, Race to the Tower, hundred k the month after, and so like Snowden Trail Marathon, I sort of Good thought would yeah. follow on from that essentially. Um, <laughs> and I tried to do hill repeats and hill sessions and so on, but rugby is is quite flat. Um, you don't have to drive too far to get to hills. You get out to, to some of the Northamptonshire towns, it's relatively hilly. Um, but um, I didn't do any of that. So I think I tried, <laughs> I think once or twice I went down to the Cotswolds and ran up um, Edge Hill, which yeah. is quite a notorious hill. Um, uh, but I didn't do sustained hill running, which um, gets you the results that I got, I suppose. Yeah, I, I kind of similar to Lakeland Hundred last year. I kind of regretted my lack of hill training. Yeah, it's tricky. I mean, you know, I can go and beast out hills and do. You know, there's there's some hills around here, but they're sort of I don't know, hundred meters long, if that. Um, and that just doesn't. Yes, you can go up and down it ten times. But that just isn't the same as sort of continuously climbing for a very long time. That's what I found doing Race the Tower as well in Cotswolds. Um, like just the hills, just so long they just they just get no break. Um, but you know, what can you do? You train, you train with what you got. But I, I don't think I can completely. I, w- I wouldn't follow the the pool training plan for any marathon. <laughs> Did you have a target time, or were you just aiming to finish it? Yeah, just just finish. I mean, I I sort of I tend to sort of just go off feel a little bit and um, heart rate when I'm running. So I just keep going like this, and I should be fine. What's what is a an odd setup that they have is that they've got a so on the day they had an ultra, a marathon, a half, and a ten k. I think so they had quite a few distances, and they said for the marathon that if you don't get to the first checkpoint within an hour, then you have to drop down to the half. Well, the first checkpoint was about ten k, six miles, something like that. Well, on a on like an ultra, yeah, yeah, exactly, and look i forgot about this part the, the beginning of the um the, like the well essentially the start you go up quite a climb like it's not snowden climb but it would be hilly on any other route and so you've gone up quite a big steep climb you're thinking i've still got another 23 miles to go i don't want to be gunning it and then we were having to wait to um cross um like styes as well so there's a couple of bits where you wait for three or four minutes there um going through the bogs i mean i'd I've never run, I guess when you're in the lakes, you might have something similar, but I've never run in like dry weather and had my leg go a foot down, like to yeah. my knee in bog. I just never experienced that. I didn't know that was a thing. Um, so I was running through some bits and you'd see people virtually disappear as they were running in front of you. So they just like disappear into this bog. So you're contending with that and then trying to sort of knock out 10 minute miles, which on its own, you know, if it was a 10K, fine. But I've then still got a mountain to climb and 20 miles. No. Um, so I think I got through the checkpoint. I got through the checkpoint with about 30 seconds, a minute to spare. But there were hundreds of people behind me and they just didn't. So they said there was a cutoff, but then didn't enforce it, which is really, really annoying. Because yeah. I'm pretty sure I, well, I definitely would have gone slower because I was starting to sort of gun it a little bit to try and get to this checkpoint. Um, but I just couldn't really understand 
couldn't understand why you'd have a, a cutoff, but then not enforce it. And it's yeah. not it's not their first event. Like they've done it like I think maybe 20, 30 years, something like they've done it for a long time. Especially for a, a proper event like that, it's, it's different if it's sort of a, a lad sparkling marathon who's done it to neck with their heads type thing. Yeah. Well this is I mean, you know, as far as I was aware, that was gonna be a cutoff. And I thought, well, I don't want to bloody drive for four hours and book a hotel and do a half marathon. Like I want to sort of climb Snowden. That's the whole point of doing it. So I sort of started going for it and then get to the aid station. And they're just like, oh no, it's, don't worry, it's fine. It's like, well, there's hundreds of people behind me. And, you know, they obviously they all came past me going through the event. Uh, but there's hundreds of people behind me. What are you, you going to tell them they can't go? And they're like, no, no, it's fine. Strange. So I don't know what the, I don't know what the theory is there. Because it's not even like there's road closures either, because you're out on, on the mountain. Um, so is it all, are there any sort of roadie sections or is it all kind of like footpaths and tarmac yeah or is it mostly proper trail that you're doing proper trails for stuff yeah real real proper proper trails um there's i think there's maybe i don't know half a mile where you're sort of like going through a little village sort of thing like but there's nothing it's a proper trail race like proper like large trails yeah yeah so it was um uh there were some bits that I mean it was dry when I did it um but the weather changed up there all the time it could be anything kind of it? but mm. it was dry when I did it but there were bits where you were going sort of around um like routes and you so I'd really like real trail um and then there's bits where it's sort of like forest road but there's no it was you know like I say I think I think you go through one one little village after one of the aid stations um and that's the only bit I think it's probably a few hundred meters so yeah, really nice underfoot. Is there a, a kit list for it, or is it just like a mouse and you cut the gels and you're random off you go? Um, I'm pretty sure you had to have a um, waterproof with you, and and it was sort of one of these ones where you might have to have coverings if the weather's bad and so on and so on. Oh, because it was decent weather, no one was that fussed by it. Um, but I I'm pretty sure there was a kit list. But it was it wasn't anything crazy, um, and yeah, I don't remember it being checked either from memory. Oh yeah, a bit more relaxed than something like a centurion event or something. Yeah, I I guess if the weather's good, it's not such a big issue. Um, I'm trying to think if there was maybe we had to have a space blanket as well actually, but it wasn't like it. It's it's sort of your span. It was more of an ultra checklist than a marathon checklist, but that's because you're climbing a mountain. Right. When I was going up, when I got to Penny Pass, so like you're half, well, a third of the way up um, Snowden, there was a guy on the floor having a, um, uh, like a diabetic okay. sort of shock on the floor, and which didn't look particularly nice. And he dropped his pump somewhere or his, his insulin while going round, and that wasn't much fun. So the ambulance came around. This is at the point where I've got my Magnum just sort of walking past with an ice cream. <laughs> so I didn't want to... You know, you want to offer to help. Occasionally, one's American. That wasn't a gun you were carrying. It was an ice cream. Yeah, well, <laughs> you want to offer to help, don't you? But you know, I've got basic first aid. I'm pretty sure there's people around that are a lot more qualified. It seems to be that the majority of ultra runners are doctors. saying. So, um, I found that. Yeah, generally, it's not a bad place to have an issue because everyone thinks yeah. you're trained and qualified. Cool. So, uh, so you. Pacing-wise, you just took it easy. You said kind of run it ultra pace. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, you can't. I mean, because the terrain's so varied, you've got to go off of sort of heart rate and feel a little bit. Because yeah. you know, if you try and stick to a, if you try and stick to a minute mile pace, you you blowing your ass out within three miles because the 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 first climb was so sort of. I mean, that was a proper kicker for me anyway. You're like, well, blimey, I'm not even I'm not even started this yet, um, and you've already had to to climb. Let me see what Strava says. You already have to climb a fair amount to to just get to three miles. So if you then sort of blow yourself out, I mean, looking at Strava, started at four hundred feet and got to so I've climbed a thousand feet in three miles in the first three miles. Well, that's that's some going. Um, so if you sort of set off thinking, oh, I'll, I'll do a ten minute mile all the way round, well, you're screwed, really. Oh, you're really super human. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Oh, you're a very good runner, and <laughs> and you're you're fine. But um, you can't evenly pace it. You can do even effort, obviously, but you can't do an even pace on on that sort of elevation and that sort of course. And being a trail event, I'm presuming a stations were wonderful, or were they bit basic? So, and I I really did enjoy the event. The A stations <laughs> were appalling. The people were lovely. People were lovely. Um, but um. So the aid stations consisted of water and juice, um, well, high five and stuff like that, yeah. um, all in plastic cups, which seems unnecessary on an event where you're going quite slowly. Um, yeah, pre-COVID and all that. Yeah, and in the you know in the middle of Snowdonia National Park, you don't really want all the plastic cups everywhere. And um, I mean, I came with with my sort of running bottles and with like a um, collapsible cup. Um, but I was having to empty the plastic cups into my sort of reusable ones, which somewhat reduces the benefit when you've yeah. used the cup, which was really, really irritating. So I was having to sort of stand and wait to try and get them to pour it out of big bottles for me. Um, and then nutrition-wise, would literally Haribo a couple of the aid stations and, a, and oranges. Um, and that's which all they for have. a normal marathon is probably fine, isn't it? But if you're out there for that long, because it's... You know, but they also had an ultra using the same thing so they had like a 37 mile ultra which you know that extra 10 miles you're going to be out there for god knows how long doing all that and to literally just give yeah. them Best some sweets really, yeah. yeah so it's fine if you're if you're the guy doing it in sub three then i'm sure you're fine and you know i've got food with me but like you say you sort of expect from trail and ultra type events to get a bit of feed don't you sort of as you go around just to yeah. to top up what you've got um you know it doesn't have to be all singing or dancing every time but some actual food you know started to i'm trying to think what the times were but you know i definitely went through lunch and got towards dinner well sausage roll or something would have been nice as you go around like nothing mm. you know just your your standard beige food but just something different from harry but i can't fuel a Eight and a half hour run off a Harry Bow. No, I be going ballistic. Um, so yeah, the A stations were where I thought a major letdown, uh, and uh, I don't know why they couldn't just make them better. And then what was even well more annoying, just as annoying, is there's an A station right at the top of Snowdon, um, sort of I don't know 100 meters off the top, and they didn't have any bottled water at all. All they had were like single use. Um, so sort of like with a foil top so it's a strange 
I've never really seen it like this. Looked like there should be jelly inside, but it was just water. Oh, you've so been sort of fruit cups like that, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, sort of thing you get in a hospital, but with water in it. Um, because I was like, well, I just want to fill my bottles up. I'm going so slowly, waiting for five minutes to fill some bottles up. Really isn't going to affect me at all. And I will, we've only got this. It's like, well, I don't want to use all this rubbish and leave it on the top of snow. <laughs> I mean, it's not. I don't. I just don't know how you how you can. I don't know how you can justify that. I get maybe the the first aid station that you've got a lot of people coming through. You mm. just want to grab and go, fine. But by the time you got up there, I mean it thinned out where I was because there was not many people left on the course, I suppose. But I doubt it was ever busy twenty three miles into a marathon. It's not for many. Um. So yeah, that was that was odd. And again, because it's because they've done it so many times, I'm surprised they've not had uh, feedback to to sort yeah. out it doesn't, it's not a big it's not a big thing to fix it really isn't maybe they're listening to this and fix it for next year right? maybe yeah <laughs> <laughs> cool and then on the road any sort of wildlife or anything are you going through farmers fields or is it mostly just a big hill you run up and down yeah there's not there weren't many i can't recall running past any animals yeah i i don't recall there being any any animals out i mean I'm, i'd imagine there were probably sort of sheep knocking around um because oh, the a station is the cat they do <laughs> yeah <laughs> um i'd imagine that there were there was someone i don't recall any actually Causing any yeah. issue or being around. Well, I put um, people's minds at rest when they're mortally frightened. Yeah, I, uh, were there, I think there was a guy with some dogs that were just quite irritating. But beyond that, <laughs> I mean, that they probably won't be there every year. No. Um, uh, but most of it is there's there's sort of quite a big chance where it's on sort of like proper footpaths, uh, sort of um, not just wildly going through fields. Yeah. Well. Um, so you'd have, you know, if you've got sheep up there. They're probably just going to stay well clear because they've got the whole of Snowden to go around. They don't need to bother right. you. Um, was the route marked then? You saying the footpath and stuff, or was it? Uh, yeah, GPX I routes or what? I probably had GPX on the go as well because I tend to anyway. Um, but I don't, I don't recall exactly how it was marked. But I don't remember ever having to <laughs> get a map out to look. But it's probably. I mean, it's I can't kind of like think front open as part of the road. So yeah well essentially um but it was it must have been well marked i mean i've got a good sense of direction but I, if i don't know where i'm going i don't know where i'm going to I? but yeah. um it was it was well enough marked to not be on a map all the time um and essentially just sort of go up at one point i mean i as i was climbing snowden i did keep asking everybody like how much further is it because every time you get to what you think is the top you then sort of like look around and say, shit there's another one yeah. um you just keep going up it, you just can't really ever see it's not like it's covered in fog it's just that it's sort of round the corner and it just keeps going up and it's yeah 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 it's it's just very i can't i can't emphasize enough how tall mountains are <laughs> so after you finished uh quite towards the end absolutely knackered but i mean did you feel accomplished finishing it, finishing it even? yeah yeah i mean it was it's a phenomenal event um 
again, looking at my Strava was quite funny, given that the aid stations didn't really have anything at them, so I couldn't really have been stopping at them for long. The difference between my moving time and my elapsed time is an hour and 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. So I think I spent a lot of the time standing still trying to catch my breath or going so slowly that like the GPS assumed I was yeah. standing still. <laughs> um, but it was, it's a phenomenal event and something that I do think that people should try and do once. Um, I don't know how many people go. Yeah. I don't know how many people go back year after year because it's just really quite tough. Um, I think if I, if I really sort of proper training for it and now knowing it's really quite tough, difficult, I could probably knock that time down. Well, I'd hope quite a long way. Um, but it's a it's a brilliant event and you get um i think i was i think i was the last one before the photographer just packed up and went home but you get a cracking photo of you essentially at the top of snowden um with what i assume is quite a famous lake behind you um and it's it's a it's a brilliant photo it's nearly worth it just for that um you don't and this is this is another point of contention is you don't actually get to the top of snowden so they're not allowed i guess through there you know permit or whatever to actually send you to the trigger point so you you end up being about 100 meters away from it so when you come out of like this pig pass you then do a right and go down the mountain but the top is like 100 meters away so i've still not actually climbed snowden i've got not very close to do an extra 100 meters to get there well i think people do but they they're pretty keen to stop you doing it because yeah. I think they'd they'd get into troubles with the with the people from the park if everybody went and did it. Right. Um uh and to be honest, I was pretty knackered. Uh, so I, I no more climbing. I mean it's quite a gradual slope from that point, but um even that I just thought, no, I don't I don't want to. This this is high enough as far as I'm concerned, I've climbed Snowden. I don't you think it matters if I it, yeah. yeah, if it, if I touch the trick point or not, I don't think it really matters. The fact that when I got up there, it was perfectly clear and you could see for miles was amazing. Um, whereas when I did the other Snowden marathon um, and you, you're not even going as high, it was just really thick fog. So I might as well have just been indoors in a gym on a stepper going up a hill because <laughs> I couldn't see anything. So it was just a hill. Whereas when you're at the top of a mountain, you can see, you know, for miles and miles, that was, that was awesome. So it's, it's a brilliant event and, Clamberis is a is a cracking place to have events as well. Um, another little quirk as well is I and I you know being a race organizer I say it's a lot to people that the GPS isn't you know it might be over or under it's not always completely accurate. Um, but when you're coming down so you come you come down Snowdon and you you get to like essentially the main road and my watch was telling me I was on like twenty six and a half miles and so the finish line is about I don't know two or three hundred meters to your left. But instead, they send you right to then like add on an extra mile. So I ended up doing sort of 27 and a half miles on my watch. Um, and you said, well, I'm pretty sure that it's not going to be that far out. I don't think I need to do all this extra. Um, but that, that's just a, a nice little kick in the balls. Just when you think you're about to finish, because you're like, oh, I recognize this road. This is where I park. But no, no, no. You've got to go all the way around and you sort of squirrel around this little field. Like, like they're trying to add on sort of like 100 meters because it's not yeah. quite there. You know, I, and again, I do this where you sort of, you add on a turn for no real reason other than just to increase the distance for whatever you're doing. Um, so they're doing that, but I still was at like a mile and a half over what I thought I should have been. That's good um, way to manage then. You, you took a whole lot of time going extra mile in. Yeah. 
yeah, I don't know what the time limit was, but I'd imagine I was pretty close to to get into it. Um, so I definitely got my money's worth. But yeah, it was a really, really good event and something that I, you know, I'd suggest people should definitely seek out. Um, I can imagine if the weather, I mean, it is in July, so it shouldn't get bad weather. But I mean, we've got it sitting out here looking at the oh, moment. Yeah. Right. Um, not up a mountain. No, um, but I can imagine on a bad weather day, it is probably horrific, um, incredibly difficult. I, I, I don't know if they'd um, potentially change the route if Snowden's sort of treacherous to get up or what, I don't know, but um, I wouldn't fancy him. Cool. Um, so what's your kind of next running change? Does this put you off hilly stuff? Were you more keen to do it? I'm trying to do, so I'm trying to think what, uh, everything that I had planned has been cancelled so i don't think i've got anything booked in for the rest of the year um i'm trying to focus on doing some shorter stuff so last year like i said earlier um i did sort of like four ultras mm. in four months um and i'm just trying to focus on trying to build some speed back up because i'm finding it depressing that when i sort of go into a park run i'm about three or four minutes if not more off what i used to be able to do um so I'm trying to focus on doing some shorter, harder sessions um, to try and do, I know, half marathons, 10Ks, that sort of thing. Um, but like everybody else, I'm not booking anything until I know that some no, events are going to happen. Just because it's not worth the planning. I'm not, most, most race organisers are being quite good and you know, deferring or refunding or, or whatever. Um, but I just can't be bothered to sit down and plan and then it not happen. No, um, so it's just yeah it's it's who who knows what's going to happen but i haven't got any ultras i haven't got any ultras lined up oh i say that actually the only event that i do have going um is escape from meriden oh yeah um, but that's obviously 24 hours through the night so i mean that's that's probably quite long hopefully that'll be more than a 10k you, um, you're hopefully that's an ultra <laughs> imagine a marathon distance in 24 hours and you've got really well yeah, to be honest, I'll be a bit gutted if literally the only event I do all year is that one because that one's going to be very tough. Um, I, I, I don't know if I'll end up doing it, to be honest, but it's um, just because I've had no events all year. I've not really done anything long. Um, so, so who knows? But, I mean, I'm going to be quite busy with my events when they start back up because I think having to make everything COVID safe is going to yeah. be quite challenging um just not on not on the day but the lead up to it and just sort of the the farting about and um, the extra emails and just every little bit on every little event is, is going to build up and then um trying to get ready for 2021 as well so no it's cool i saw that on the facebook one of those conspiracy plots that those infrared guns that people are using to uh, check people's temperatures, there's some government plot to like, irradiate people's brains and destroy their uh, brain tissue or something. So, yeah, well, that's, that's, my... <laughs> that's what uh, that's what that one of the people said at that Florida um, town hall thing, didn't they? Yeah. Where they got all the all the crazies. And so, it's good that race organizers have still got the budget to buy a massive death ray to yeah. Yeah, wipe the mind of everyone that signs up for their races. I mean that that is probably the only, the only thing from the centurion that I don't think is necessary is the temperature check. Mm. Um, just because from what 
from what I've read, you don't always get the temperature. And I mean, you know, you've got kids, I've got kids, they get temperature all the time. Like, yeah. you know, I don't think they've been getting COVID every week for the last four years. Like, it's just what happens. It's your body's response. And I appreciate being cautious and no issue with that. But um, unless unless I have to, I won't be doing temperature checks. It's, that's just on people to, to sort of sort themselves out. Um, because I mean, if I'm if I'm waiting when I've been on the start line for a hundred miler, I mean I'm beginning to brick it anyway. So I imagine right, sort yeah. of any sort of you know bad night's sleep, getting all nervous, getting all anxious. Oh, you're very, loving a cold can of coke on their forehead, aren't they, just to try and get under it? Yeah, well that's it. You know, just be. Yeah, I I think the temperature thing's probably a bit probably a bit much. Um, but you know, and it, getting to the start line and then being told to go away. I can't imagine that's going to go down particularly well. Um, but then that's people, people should be responsible if they know what the rules are, they know what the rules are. But I'd be pretty, if I was having to organize a race and then having to do essentially crowd control while people kick off, that, that will somewhat um, spoil the day. Crowd control, but it's still at a meter distance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just get a big stick. <laughs> yeah, and just so away. Yeah. Cool. So you've got races coming up in September, then you said. So are they open for entries? Yeah. So all, all my events are, are open. So I've got um, uh, the award-winning event. I oh, know that's not first actually. We've got an event at Rossliston Country uh, Forestry Park up near Derbyshire. Um, that's a lovely venue. And then we're back down to Southsea Forest um, uh, later in September, and then beginning of October, Warwickshire Bear Ultra, forty miler rugby and then to Leamington and then back to rugby. Um, so that that at the moment is is going ahead. The school that is the HQ have said they're happy to to still host us. Um, and then the pubs that are the, the aid station along the way, I assume they're open already. So I just need to make sure that they're still okay to have us. But um, yeah, at this stage, all the events are open. Nobody's lost a penny in any of the events that have been cancelled. We've made sure that we're either um, deferred people onto the event for the next year or just give them a code to enter any of the events for free as they come up um, so we're just trying to make sure that we look after people but if we were to give cash you know if I was to give cash refunds to everybody I'd be out of money and we'd have no events ever again so I think people have got to be a bit a bit sort of mindful I think that. yeah people have got yeah more understanding that's gone on it I think the first couple of events that cancelled sort of February, March time, people were kind of running around with pitchforks, demanding race vectors just going from lamppost. I think people have yeah, I think got a bit more sensible on it. Yeah, and there's a difference between, you know, me sitting at home planning races and Ironman or even London Marathon. I mean, you know, they're, they're the million pound, multi-million, billion pound businesses, whatever Ironman is, billion pound business. Yeah. They should have contingency in place, whereas... You know, I'm sitting in a spare bedroom, sort of planning stuff out. Where it's not, it's not quite the same scale. Um, but and I don't charge four hundred pounds for my event either. Um, so you won't get your corporate jet, is it? Yeah. Well, this is it. That's what I might start doing. Charge four hundred pounds for the event and an eight percent um, booking fee. <laughs> um, and then, then I'll be sorted. Maybe that's the business model to follow. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I say, we try to look after people that run because, a lot, you know. I know I know a lot of them because they've been to a lot of my events, so I don't want to mm. screw people over. And I think that it's pretty fair giving people um, 
sort of transfers and and race credits and things. That, that's what I would expect as a runner. That's what I've taken off of of other people. Um, so you know, and I, I'm happy with that. You know, it's better than doing what Paris is doing and rearranging it every other week. Yeah, um, I'm so interested in that. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully, you know, I, I expect UK Athletics to come out with something this week um, about what they're going to be doing to change stuff. Um, I think everybody's jumped on the fact that Boris just happened to mention in passing that there would be announcements on what gyms are going to be doing like in the next few days and that was a few days ago so they're expecting there to be some sort of announcement on outdoor events i think um but I, whether that happens or not who knows excellent cool well, yeah hopefully we'll get a bit more normal and we can get that to actually racing properly or at least as properly as we can in the interim period before it returns really to normal definitely Cool, well thank you very much for coming on and uh, we'll speak to you soon. No worries, thank you very much. Cheers, bye. Game over.